Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. We often refer to the second Sunday of Easter as Low Sunday, because after the events of Holy Week and Easter Day, there aren't as many people in worship, especially in comparison to what we saw last week. Today can also be referred to as Thomas Sunday. Every year at this time we read the same reading from the Gospel of John about doubting Thomas. Our perception of the disciples is that they were holy men, and there is no doubt that they were. But it seems their faith was not fully manifested until Jesus was resurrected and appeared to them. In fact, there are several times in the scriptures that Jesus predicts not only his death, but that he will rise again. The Gospel of Mark, the words of Jesus speak right to this event. He says that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, the scribes, and be killed, and after three days, rise again. After Mary Magdalene comes to them with the news that the tomb was empty, Peter and John immediately take off running to the tomb. They were filled with anxiety. They were totally caught off guard by the news. Yet Jesus had told them he would rise. Where was the faith? How quickly do we too lose sight of the words of truth? And what about Thomas who said, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails in my hand in his side, I will not believe. The scriptures tell us others wavered, complained, questioned, and yes, perhaps even doubted. What do we make of the sufferings of Job? A righteous, godly man. He was devoted to God and he hated evil. He was blessed beyond measure with wealth, a beautiful family, an abundance of livestock, many servants, and was respected by all for his kindness and generosity. But God saw Satan observing Job. Satan felt Job was only faithful because God had blessed him abundantly. So Job was tested by Satan, and Job became very ill, lost his wealth, his family, his land. Everything Job cherished was gone. Or what about David, who the Bible says is a man after God's own heart? He cries out to God in a number of his psalms. Do not forsake me, O Lord. How much longer, Lord, will you just look on? Rescue me from their attacks. Save me from these lions. As we reflect back, on these examples, and we look at their outcomes, we know Job is restored 
and not just restored, but abundantly with more than what he started with. And David, the writer of the Psalms, well, he is quick to move from one side of the pendulum to the other as we read his words in the very same psalm in which he candidly opens by means of lamenting. Only six or seven verses later is he praising and thanking God for his faithfulness. Often we too go from one extreme to the other depending on our situation, our feelings, our emotions, God can handle our doubt. Now let us gaze our eyes at our Lord and Savior Jesus. We see the perfect illustration of radical love as displayed on the cross. That he would take on our unholy sins and as a result receive the judgment and punishment of God for our sins, both yours and mine, he, even in his beaten and bewildered state, goes on believing in God, although it appears he is nowhere to be found in that moment. We certainly know that outcome. We just celebrated the resurrected Jesus. He is alive. This is a fact. Along with the truth of the gospel, which enables us to dispel our doubt. Here lies our hope. God knows the beginning and he knows the end. He knows everything in between, as it relates not only to Job, David, and Jesus, but each of us. He is up close and personal. He is not aloof. He is a relational God, and he desires to be in relationship with us. Maybe fear is an active ingredient in our doubt. The scriptures say in today's reading, the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. They were scared. The people who conspired to crucify Jesus were infuriated by the rumor spreading of the empty tomb. It was their fears which drove them to hatred, envy, jealousy, and ultimately to violence. News of the resurrection intensified these emotions and feelings which made them even more toxic than ever. Most of us can't relate with that level of fear and anxiety the disciples experienced as they barricaded themselves in that locked room. Their fear had created a self-imposed prison. This happens to us too. In our culture today, we only need to turn on the news, access the internet, and we are bombarded with fear-inducing headlines, stories, and tragedies. Fear can also manifest in the form of one's character and their own personhood. We may feel inadequate, not good enough, not fitting in, 
fearful of being alone, or for even being ridiculed for our faith. We've all experienced this in some way in our life, but we have good news. Jesus shows up, as he so often does, and he meets us, just as he did the disciples in our weakness and in our vulnerability. Our locked doors, our walls of protection are no match for the love of Jesus. Nothing can keep him away. He simply comes to us and says, peace be with you. There is something quite supernatural about this peace. It appears to have great significance. It is the first word Jesus speaks to the disciples. Every Sunday at the end of every service, Father Mark concludes the service with this prayer. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and mind in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This peace of God truly does pass human understanding. And it is only experienced by means of God's grace. And Jesus provides it to us freely. There are no contingencies. And once we accept this peace, we are changed. Let not our minds become perplexed trying to understand it. It can coexist in every difficult situation. God wants us to open our hearts, receive it, and accept it, and allow ourselves to be open to it and renewed. We must allow ourselves to be vulnerable to him. Peace changes our view, and we see things differently. We see them through the lens of love. It is this place where we are used as God's instruments, his vessels for the growth of his kingdom. Just as Jesus breathed on his disciples and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit, as we see in the gospel reading of John this morning, he too breathes on us. It is through the gift of the Holy Spirit which brings that sense of the divine presence within us, creating a freshness of hearing, seeing, and feeling. God's peace changes everything. Just as Jesus broke open the tomb, he knocks down the doors to our self-made prisons. Our call is simply to join him. Just as the disciples were trapped in their self-imposed prison, Christ breaks down the doors and provides his assurance and peace. We also are called in the same way. How do we receive this peace? There are many ways, but a primary one is through forgiveness. For some of us, we may walk in guilt, hold grudges, 
We may be consumed by the media or the things of this world. Or maybe we have been deeply wronged in some way. Whatever it is, we need to give it to God. This has the ability to not only change our life, but the world we live in. One thing we can do as a community of believers is to be there for each other. We see a common thread in our collect today and in the readings of Acts, the church. We are the church. The church is one heart and soul, a shared life of all the baptized. Our common witness is to the resurrection of Christ Jesus, a witness marked by power, grace, and peace. God uses each of us. We all make a difference to someone. We must never doubt this. We are uniquely created for a purpose. Psalm 139 tells us we are fearfully and wonderfully made. This needs to sink into our bones. May we make the decision that we are going to believe God who loves, provides, and cares for us. He is in control of our life at all times. Let us make the decision to trust him and not to get too comfortable in our self-made fortress. Let us have the courage and faith to walk through the open door and be moved by the power and peace of Christ to the next step of the journey he has for you and for me. Fear not, says Jesus, for I am with you. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.